when you open yourself up to everything that you truly desire, the desire that's within you will magnetize all that you require in the seen and the unseen world. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. My name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the CEO of Workout Around My Day and the Ultimate Joy Goddess. I guide highly intelligent women to be aligned in their four minds and become multi-orgasmic through 90-day embodiment experiences and intensive embodiment experiences as well as one-on-one -on -one intensive experiences. Allow yourself to be free. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm so excited to have a guest on today who is an author like me, a Muslim woman like me, a mother like me, and she's currently writing a book and the last time we spoke, I was on her podcast and I was writing my book, Detached Love. So today I get to introduce you to um, a mother of four amazing children, Galima Davids. And she's committed to showing Muslim women their immeasurable worth and purpose. She does this through her coaching practice. And Galima has authored Soft and Strong and Enlightened Queen. He's Not Your Man, as well as other books, all focusing on bringing women back to connecting with their deeper selves. And today, I'm very pleased to introduce you to Galima Davids. Salaam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Thank you, Cordelia. <laughs> it was so nice to hear that. Um, yeah, alhamdulillah. It's such a blessing to be able to do this kind of work. Um, and to be working with women and it's so empowering for myself to be to be doing this kind of work and i feel like it's it's such an a symbiotic kind of um transaction you know it's 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 empowerment and empowering at the same time <laughs> right isn't that the nature of our work actually right it's just like you get to do um you, you get to help other people and you get to help yourself at the same time, you know? It's like our clients are sometimes reflectors for us as much as the other people in our lives. So I'm so curious um, about your new book. I've been watching your posts on social media and I was like, I want this book now. So tell me, what are you talking about? What What is this new book about? Okay, it's. I think it's um, a continuation from the very first book, uh, which is soft and strong, and it's, it's just it's a continuation of my progress and my development and my understanding my nature as a woman, and um, so as soft and strong, I think it started with my awareness about femininity and feminine energy. And, and that's how soft and strong started. And that's what it means really to be soft and strong for me. It's about being um, soft on the outside and firm and secure and strong on the inside. Um, so when you have that balance, then you're able to really be soft. Um, 
So, so that's soft and strong. And now I've got this book called At Home with Allah. And that's oh. really where I'm at now, I think, in my journey. And, and just really, it's all coming together and realizing that um, the strong really is the reliance on Allah and God. Um, whereas before, I think, um, I, I thought the strong was the, the I think sometimes as, as a woman, as, as the feminine, we think we need the masculine um, to sometimes to be strong or to sometimes um, to be able to be soft. We need that, that strength from the masculine. But I often find, especially now as a single mom, um, I find that that it's such an unpredictable way of being to to think about being um, to have that strength from the masculine because the reality is we're not always going to have that and the reality is that we need that strong in order to be soft you know it needs to be that balance it can't just be i'm soft um we need the strong as well and that that strong comes from the lord it comes from allah it comes from god and it's it's always there, and that's the beauty of it, is that you can always rely on it. It's consistent. It's it's not like um like with a masculine, if you were to be relying on that, that kind of strong, you know. So um so that's what at home with Allah is is all about the bottom line of it, I think, is really being home with Allah and finding your home through connecting with Allah. Yeah. I love that. You, you know, that's like, that's exactly the, the premise of my detached love book. It was, you know, um, for me, detaching from humans is what I'm hearing you say. Um, and you can correct me if, if I'm going in the wrong direction, <laughs> but like detaching from what humans identify as strong. Yes. And, um, and then leaning into love like the true real love which is Allah yes yeah. yes and that's it's such a secure love and it's such a reliable um love that we can always depend on you know and um even when you do have the the masculine in your life and you do have that strength coming from your husband I mean soft and strong is basically about having it within yourself you know having the security within yourself and that's the strong and then having the softness around you and in your actions and in, in your interactions um, but the strong also comes from the masculine and often in the world of feminine energy we um we find a lot of women who would often be saying things like i can't be feminine or i can't be soft because i don't have a man in my life or, I, or i'm doing all the work so i'm i'm exerting so much masculine energy that i can't be soft and so what do you do in that case because you don't there's no man in the picture so what do you do so you're going to be masculine always and against your intrinsic nature and it just doesn't feel right i've come across so many women where it, you just feel like you're living in um in the wrong body almost you know because you're against you're going against your alignment you're going against your natural state so um, to get us out of that masculine energy, it's to just surrender um, as a woman. And that's what we're made of. That's what we're made for. You know, we're not meant to hustle and try to do everything and 
and um, be like men. We're not meant to be like that. So for me, I found that I am able to soften myself and able to just slow down and um, and be feminine um, by just surrendering and relying on Allah and getting my strength from Allah. I love that. And I, I love that you're giving other women permission to do that, you know, and then I'm going to encourage people, whether they're Muslim or not, to read your book, because um, I just feel like there's not enough literature out there for single women or single mothers to know, to have this permission to be soft, you know, and to have a new understanding, a non-patriarchal understanding of what it is to rely on Allah, right? Um, and for people that are not Muslim to rely on God, right? Um, we're even in that, <laughs> it's like we're discouraged from our actual nature, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I was just thinking this thought this morning as I was taking the kids to school and it's like the whole world around me, Cordelia, often it feels like everybody is just, it, the, the world is masculine, you know, the world is, that's what it's all about, you know, people are walking about, everybody's in a hurry, nobody really talks to each other that much, people are not taking note of each other, um, everything is just fast and um, and even the way we, we take care of ourselves as women, you know, even that, um, it, it's, we love beautiful things. You know, we women, we love we love beautiful things. We love taking our time. We love these little luxuries that I, I, I feel it's for women. It's for us to enjoy our femininity, our womanhood. Yet we live in a world where it's just taken for granted. Like women, um, we don't appreciate our womanhood. You know, we, we, we neglect it and we don't realize the gift it is to be a woman. Let's define that, you know. Let's define what womanhood is because... Like, there's someone listening to us right now, and they're going to be like, I wear makeup, I get massages, but let's define womanhood, okay? So, like, tell me. Okay. For me, I think it's um, it's individualistic, and then it's also not. I think there are some core ingredients that make up um, a, a feminine woman, a woman who appreciates and um, and loves being a woman. And, and that's acceptance of, of who you are and your feelings and whatever comes with that, I think. Um, and then it's also just being being warm with yourself first and foremost. And, and letting that warmth extend to everybody else after you've, you've given yourself that warmth, that compassion, um, that listening to. You know, so I think it starts first and foremost with yourself, taking care of yourself as this beautiful feminine being, as a creation of God and realizing and recognizing that you are a creation of God and we need to take care of the creation um, of God, you know, so first seeing that within yourself. And um, after that awareness, then um, being a so woman wait, is... On, let's slow down because that's a whole awareness in itself. Do you understand what you just said? <laughs> yeah, you, I know you understand what you just said, but like the people listening are just like, wait, what did she just say? What you're talking about is self-nurturing, uh, you know, being with your emotions, flowing with, you know, allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to slow down, yes. right? You don't yes. have to be at that net breaking pace like the rest of the world. You can be you and it's yes. okay. 
Yes. Um, you know, I feel often with myself, you know, in my journey and many other women that I come across, we often, it's it's the easy way out to use these excuses to say, well, I don't have anybody taking care of me. I'm a single mom. I don't have this. I don't have that. And just to look at all the um, ways that you are disadvantaged. And really, it's just excuses. <laughs> I find that it's just, it's just excuses. And obviously, there's a payoff. There's something that you're getting from those excuses that you're making up. But when we can put ourselves in the receiving end as women, we love to receive, it's our nature. We want to receive all the joys of the world. We want to receive the gifts of the world. We want to be taken care of. And I think that is available to you. It's available to us, whether we have um, people around us taking care of us physically in our space, like when we, if we have a husband or not. I think it's irrelevant. You know, we, if you look around you, like the world is your stage as a woman. You know, the birds are chirping outside just for you. <laughs> the sun is shining just for you. I mean, it's so beautiful to walk out and to have the fresh air. And right now in, in Ireland, it's really icy. And as we're walking to school, because um, Alhamdulillah, the school isn't far away and my car broke down. So we're walking to school uh, these days and it's it's actually so lovely. And people look at us and they feel so sorry for us. <laughs> Like we actually love it, the kids love it as well, and I'm so grateful that they are just loving it, that they are grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Because as we're walking, we just we're seeing the ice, and it looks like magic all all along, you know. Because it's like shiny, yeah, <laughs> and it's just so beautiful. So what I'm trying to say is that just these are these are ways that we can all, we can receive the blessings and the gifts of the world without anybody really um, doing um, things for us. And, and even people doing things for us, that is also an important part, I find, um, you know, of being a woman and, and just having people do things for you. But what I'm saying is when you don't have that, look at all the other ways the world is serving you. You know, so. Um, yes. Oh, my goodness. That is so powerful. The world is serving you, right? Allah created this whole world for us, for humans, right? And as women, we get to notice that and bring that awareness to our families. And, and you get to do that because, you know, you've been blessed with being relieved of the stress of having to drive your car right now. So you get to be in nature. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it really is like that because as we're going, we're going out um, of the home, I'm just seeing women and, and men, everybody's just trying to get the ice off the car. And I used to hate doing that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah I don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, like as I'm listening to you talking about the ice, I was like, oh, not on the car though, because that's like a whole 15, 20 minutes right there. But you could just walk down the street, you know, <laughs> watch where you're walking. But other than that, it's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just being receptive, just being receptive. And it's so beautiful when you can just lean back and see um, how much there is to receive. Yeah. And the whole world is um, actually supporting you, you know. And I heard you also say that <clears throat> when we're in our doing, we miss that. We, we miss what is actually being given to us, you know? Um, so, which also 
makes me think how has being a single mom shifted your relationship with gratitude? Oh man, what a good question. <laughs> because you know, I, I could be sitting here and talking and it's lovely to have this conversation. It's one of the, the my most favorite things to talk about, you know, femininity and being soft and strong. And it's good to have the conversation. But um, like I told you earlier, the, the implementation, that's a whole other ball game. So when my kids are at school, I feel like I'm a, I've got I've got it all together. I've got my ducks in <laughs> But as soon as the kids come home, oh man, it's different. Um, that's when the test really um, comes into play, and and I really have to test my um, my self control, my discipline, my ability to actually implement all the things that I know. You know, um, so this is what I'm talking about when I say, you know, whatever I've written in the books. Um, I want to I want to start really there are some things I still haven't gotten down and I'm, I'm now I'm trying to really just embed it in my in my everything you know so um what was your question again Sorry. how has it shifted your relationship with gratitude with gratitude um I'm trying at the moment to be present to be and that is that is my test that is my struggle to because as a single mom sometimes we want to do so many things all at once um because you know sometimes you want to try to get things done quickly and and to have some free space and free time to do other things and working from home as well it's always nice to have some extra um minutes in your schedule so um for me at the moment it's trying to just be present-minded and focusing on one thing at a time and that's also to do with slowing down so slowing down enough that I can actually do one thing at a time. And um, like I said, yeah, that is that is my my test at the moment. Because when the kids come home, it's chaotic. It can be, um, you know, everybody wants your attention. Everybody's talking. Everybody wants to share their stories. So just focusing on one child at a time, focusing on, on the, you know, the words of that one person speaking at a time, all of these things. And um I don't know if I'm answering your question. We'll we'll keep unpacking it. Um, so before before we really get back into this, we'll I think we'll unpack it in this way. So, what are the age ranges of your children? So my eldest is eleven, and then I've got a nine-year-old, and I've got a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So it is very chaotic when everyone comes back. And um, it, I guess what I'm hearing is it, it sounds sometimes like it's overwhelming for you. And in that overwhelm, you, it looks like are allows, allowing yourself to pause a little. So um, do you, in the pause, are you thinking to yourself, I, I get to um, be the one that my, my children want to share their experiences with? Does that come up for you ever? Okay. So, um, yeah, some thoughts are coming to me now as you're asking that question a bit differently. And initially, to begin at, at the beginning of, of all this the, the craziness, I used to actually go down a road where it would, it would be like, oh, I used to get frustrated with myself 
And if I were to really um, zoom in, my self-talk would have been something like, I can't do this. It would have been negative. It would have been um, frustration. And, and I would have been subconsciously somewhere in there. I would have been putting myself down because I'm not doing what a good mom or um, should be doing. I'm not balancing this well enough and I'm not making them feel heard. All of these things, you know, um, um, all these little, um, the nasty voice would come out. <laughs> but now, um, now I don't do that so much. Sometimes it does have to curb myself. I have to catch myself, but it would just last a few seconds and then I realize, oops, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> because now, um, and this is where the gratitude comes in, I think. And you asked me about gratitude. And that's how I would um, I would do the flip. You know, I would realize that my kids are healthy. They are happy. They are coming home with all these stories. And they've got so much excitement. And they're just bubbling to explode. And all of these, um, these things to be grateful for would do the flip for me. And I would be able to better pace myself. And by me pacing myself, they would pace themselves themselves and um and it will work out okay it is still chaotic i'll be honest with you with kids i think that they are most it's inevitable it's part of the package <laughs> it's part of the fun it's part of just you know taking the moment and being grateful um so but but yeah just getting having that gratitude mindset immediately in that moment when it's chaotic um that mm -hmm. just turns everything around I love the way you shift your your inner self-talk and you're aware of it you know it's just like you're like, Galima, you don't have to do this to yourself right now. Just be present. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that's the thing. That's the thing. Because when you, you do that, you just, you're robbing everybody of the presence, of the moment, of the gift. Mm -hmm. you know, you're going down this road of, you're kind of self putting yourself. At, and I mean, we do, we all do that. We do it. We do it until we know better, you know? So, but, but it's just robbing everybody and it's just keeping everybody stuck and it's just a loss of, energy and time and precious time yeah i i can totally relate to that so i'm just wondering i um may i ask you when when did you become a single mom is this very new or yes yeah okay. it is um it is very new um and that will also be i'm writing about that as well in the book in the mm -hmm. latest book at home with allah so it's all part and parcel of the journey and um yeah you know um i don't know about you with your with your um divorce and how things unfolded for you but with me i'm finding the and this is what i'm writing in the book as well it's, it's these three kind of phases that i i've gone through and and sometimes i still go back to the first phase and, and it shifts it down but the, the first phase was um it's his fault and I would have all the evidence to prove that um and then the second phase would be it's my fault because I didn't stand up for myself or I didn't advocate enough for myself or um I just I kept quiet I didn't say the things that I should have said you know I said yes when I should have said no or I said no when I should have said yes and things like that and you just go unpredating yourself as I would do when the kids come home and I feel like I'm not enough for them yeah. <laughs> um and then um, I'm kind of I think now in the third phase and this is where the book is also coming from um but in the book also I talk about all the phases and and the third phase is it's just it just is it just is and this is um this is the story that God had for me 
always had for me and i'm just i'm just filling in that space um i'm just i'm just going through what i need to go through to get to the final space that god has for me and it just is and that's that's a beautiful space to be in it just is um, now i understand your title at home with the law i mean i understood it differently at first, when i first heard that i was like i had my version of that but now like this point in the conversation i'm like Ah, it just is. Yeah. So this is like, you know, like our lives are written before we're born. And now we're, you're just surrendering to whatever it is that was written for you is what I'm hearing. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I love that. I am going to mention this because I know that some of my listeners may be familiar with her work. Have you ever read um, Kyron, uh, what's her name? Uh, Byron Katie's uh, Loving yes. What Is. Okay. Yes, yes. I've always been, um, I think that was the start of my actual journey when mm. I came across Byron Katie, which mm -hmm. was, um, yeah, was some years ago. Um, but yeah. You met her? Are you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, but I've been following, I had been following her work for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so for those people that have read or are very familiar with her work, um, do you bring any of those perspectives into it and would they resonate with that? I think so. Um, yet I also feel like, well, I, I kind of use Biden Katie's work in my subconscious, in my being, because I've, I've been following her for so long. I feel like it's just um, become a part of me um, in, in some regards. So you probably will find like little threads throughout the book of, of the, th the reflection, the introspection, the accountability, those things that Biden Katie also um, has in her work. Yet, for me personally, on my journey, I feel like that core piece, as I mentioned before, you know, I feel like the world lies to us. <laughs> the world just lies to us. Um, like things like, um, I just read this chapter yesterday. We, you are enough. And um, I mean, you know, it's not. You're not enough. I'm not enough. I, I, I feel like that's, that's a lie, to be honest with you, Cordelia. I feel like you will never be enough. And as soon as you can actually face that truth and realize that you are not meant to be enough, um, you will never be enough. You'll always be failing at it because we are born. It's an, We came with a package. It's an inborn, in, inbuilt. Um, our makeup is such that we need to rely on God. We need to rely on a higher power and on something bigger than ourselves because we're going to disappoint ourselves. We're going to not show up for ourselves. Um, we're not going to get it right all the time. You know, even though I think I've got the self-talk down, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm able to bounce back. Yes, I can do those things, but there are moments when, um, not even moments, throughout we need that that bigger reliance on God. And that is, um, I think that would be the difference, actually, um, even with, with Biden and Katie's work and, and what, I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose an edit for you. Loving uh, or redefining what it is to be enough, right? Because what I'm hearing you say really is that according to the parameters that humans have set, we'll never be enough. 
right? But according to the the parameters that Allah has set, we're always enough, right? So you you see that's that's the way I'm hearing it because we humans put ourselves in these tiny little boxes and Allah has created us to be so much more. And so we are we are who we are meant to be. We are how we're meant to be as long as we surrender to that, right? Yeah. And it's going to be a complete mismatch to what humans expect of us. Yeah. I think we have... Um... We have limitations and I think that needs to be, we need to acknowledge that. Um, but what I hear you saying is that also we have so many tools. Uh, we undermine our ability, like even the mind, like how much of our minds do we really use? You know, I, I think there's actually been a study of how much percentage of our minds we use. So like that is an example. We, we, we have so much ability and capacity and we need to use it. And I mean, it's part of, we need to be answerable. We need to realize that we're going to be answerable to, to Allah, to God, for how much of, of our abilities we've used, you know, how much we've stepped into our empowerment and how much we've actually, um, you know, empowered ourselves and, 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 and how much we've come from that place of empowerment. Yet I feel like it's, it's, it's part of that is to um, recognize that, we have limitations as well, and we there's a place for empowerment, and there's a place for surrendering, mm -hmm. and 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 that surrendering is really really important as well, because um, in that surrendering, that's also powerful. You know, um, that's where where the power also lies is the ability to realize that I'm not all powerful. I don't have all the answers, and um, and I need Allah. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay not to have all the answers, you know, as the other part of that. So you're going to miss the mark at being enough, you know, because you don't always have all the answers. Alhamdulillah, right? Because that's what Allah's for. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we have such a beautiful remedy. Um, you know, we have the saying, I don't know if you know, Allah is enough for me. So um, it's it's such a beautiful. You could even like sing it. Like that's what I do in my home with the kids. Um, has been Allah, I'm lucky. Allah is enough for me. So we, we would sing that throughout the day because Allah is enough for us, and and that's really that's the bottom line. You know, that's the secret. That's the the magic. You know, of the world. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, your kids are really young, and I really admire you know you being you know, going through this journey currently, my, I have a wide range of ages with my kids, you know, they're, they're, my youngest is nine and my oldest is 23. And <clears throat> what I've noticed for my children, I guess, yeah, all of them, but particularly it stands out with me for my older ones, you know, they had kind of, um, you know, everyone is having their own journey with Allah, but they recently, for their own support, have decided to go back and, you know, memorize Quran. And you see, I've taken my hijab off. They've started wearing hijab, you know, again. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> um, and they are really finding that in order to be stronger, right, to your point, 
that Allah is what they require, you know? And so more than Allah being enough for them, like, you know, one of them, you know, recently had uh, like a severe injury and normally, you know, it would be a whole different person. But like yesterday, she was like continuously reciting the Fatiha because she knows that that's a healing, right? And then um, just keep, you know, I was really amazed at how she stabilized herself and and was able to, you know, endure the pain, the physical pain, just by keep, you know, reciting surahs and everything and, and making dua. And I was, I was like, wow, she actually knows what it is for Allah to be enough for her. And it's, you know, because... And I'm sharing the story with you because like your kids are young and when they're observing you relying on Allah the way you are, that's going to be the result when they're all grown up, <laughs> you know? Um, so you are, you're being the example of that. And so I, I also want to ask you for, who, who is this book for? For all women, for all women, for single women, for women wanting to get married and wanting um, to share their lives with somebody special, for women who are divorced and choose to not again <laughs> get married. It's for any woman just wanting to understand herself, um, wanting to connect more deeply with herself. Um, and what I'm suggesting in the book is a way to do that is by recognizing Allah's presence in your life and recognizing that through connecting with Allah, you're connecting with yourself and through connecting with yourself, you're connecting with Allah. Um, so, yeah. So for every woman, I would say. Okay. And I think also in particular, it would be really good for women that have never been married. Right. So they, they have that foundation because I feel like, in our community, sometimes we're encouraging people to get married, but we don't give them the um, resources Absolutely. to be a spouse. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I feel like my soft and strong, um, that was the intention behind that. But then, um, especially now, the enlightened queen is not your man. That serves as the purpose for that, giving women who are not yet married the tools, especially, but then also for women who have gone through um, divorce. Um, but this book as well, I think they're all kind of in a similar a similar aim behind each of them, um, you know, is to empower women, um, or, or for women to see the empowerment, for them to see that they've got it, they just have to grab onto it and, and keep it tightly, you know, and, and really keep it, keep it going throughout their journey. So yeah. it's, it's all the same message throughout all my books. <laughs> but yeah. deepening, I feel like it's deepening with each one, though. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, well, and here's the more tools and here's the walk. <laughs> and you may, you know, go into this forest and it's okay. This is how you get through that forest, you know? Yes, yes absolutely. So, you know, after the first book, Cordelia, I think this is along the line, a time when, when we cross paths soft and strong. 
And um, after Soft and Strong, there was another two books, I think. But somewhere along the line, I thought, what am I telling women? Like, I felt because my marriage um, was unsuccessful. And I, I thought maybe the tools are just wrong. I'm teaching them, like, the wrong stuff. And after doing some more work and more, um, more lessons, more tools, and just more introspection, it's not the tools that were wrong. The tools are powerful. And the tools are amazing. And I would use the tools again and again. And I don't regret um, using any of the tools, even even though my marriage didn't work out. It's not the tools. It's um, it's sometimes it's the people that you use the tools with, or it's the circumstances around using the tools. But the powerful thing is that with these tools, even after you use them, you gain a powerful lesson and you gain more tools. And it's just so um, it's such an awakening journey that there's no um, regret or there's no, um, you can only win, <laughs> you know, you can only win. And so the tools are powerful, full stuff, they're just powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're never losing. And I, and I would also offer a reframe if you're open to this. Your, your marriage wasn't successful. Your, your marriage was what it was meant to be, you know? And, um, and see, this is another way I could ask you the question about gratitude, because what I found, and when you interviewed me, <laughs> I told you this before we started recording, like when you interviewed me last, I was, I guess, at the same point that you are in writing your book. And um, I had just separated from my husband and you, you were interviewing me about how to get your husband to help out with the kids. And and so I, I remember saying something that I am grateful for who he is, you know, who my husband is because he created me the way I am, right? Um, and mm -hmm. uh, be because of the way he was, I, I had to recondition my, my thought process surrounding our marriage, right? It was like, he wasn't my everything. He could not have been my everything. Allah is my everything. So I immediately, I moved my heart from being attached to my husband to being attached to Allah and loving my husband unconditionally, right? And then self-nurturing myself. And so your marriage was what it was so that you can create these tools and books for other women to um, to be present and grateful for their situation and, and what Allah has given them, you know? And so, you, you know, it's, it's like your marriage was not unsuccessful. It was a success. It, it, it provided the experience that you required to be Galima David's, this amazing world renowned author. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the perspective it, in itself is so powerful. And then also, how amazing is it that um, we get to unveil another part of ourselves that we were blind to? You know, so that in itself for me is so powerful, how I'm learning more about myself. And parts of myself that I didn't know are coming out. I'm like, okay. And it's so amazing how we just, I mean, 
you know? <laughs> you don't know yourself until you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's such a beautiful discovery. It's such a it's such a beautiful discovery to actually um work on yourself and fall in love with different parts of yourself as you're making this this discovery. Um yeah. Yeah, I love that. So um I, I'm I'm loving how our conversation is developing and I didn't intend to, you know, go into this fully just talking about your book. I I wanted to, you know, dis discuss um like all the our ways of being, right? Our our ways of being as women and um separating ourselves from the the toxic messages, you know, that are out there in the world and just leaning inward. And so I feel like you give us permission to do that. And I'm I'm really grateful for that. Thank you for your work. Um thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna put you on a solo view. And if you would like to close us out with, um, you know, some beautiful golden nuggets, I would appreciate that. Okay. Okay. Um, I think just carrying on with what you just said, Cordelia, um, I think we need this, it's a certain percentage of bravery that we need to be able to really um, step into our femininity and to really, um, to be proud of being a woman, um, we need to be brave because it is a masculine world sometimes when you walk out the door and you see what's around you and you see the the haste and um, you see other women just um, not being feminine. You need to be brave enough to be, um, to be feminine, to be a woman and to be proud of being a woman and to step into that. Um, and yeah. I think that should be my final message. I love that. And it's so succinct and, you know, accurate. Thank you. You know, I, I didn't uh, succinct. It's, it's funny you mentioned succinct because <laughs> I feel like my words are all jumbled all over the place most of the time. And that's probably why I just, I write books like, like it's nobody's business. I can just, I can get a book out of it, you know, because I think that's the way I just organize my thoughts <laughs> and I'm the most succinct. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love the written word. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I, I totally resonate with that. Like I can write like books galore. I'm writing two books right now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but talking it's like 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I love it. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Free to Be show. And for those of you who are listening and viewing, share this with another heart and share this with another soul. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the Free to Be show. And now allow yourself to go into the ocean's of your mind and go within and offer yourself the opportunity to be a sacred experience.
a sacred experience is just simply allowing yourself to start fantasizing. What would it feel like to truly be free to be in the way that you were created, in the way that you show up in everything you do and every way you be? Fantasize how you can truly be free and connect with me at CordeliaGaffar.com.